is up, Cardboard Nation? Welcome to another episode of Go GTS Live, the Hobbies Web Show. Hope you guys are doing well. Thanks for hanging out with me tonight. Ivan is off tonight. What? Yep. Flying solo, driving the ship, master of my domain, if you will. But uh, got a great show planned for you tonight, as always. Uh, quick rundown. We'll dive into a uh, uh, an interesting poll question. A lot of great stories and hobby happenings. Russ Cohen, our very own uh, hockey analyst, will be joining us to give us some early season NHL rookie rankings, as well as sitting in on highlights from our box break of Upper Deck Series 1 hockey. Uh, we got box breaks of then Panini Playoff NFL football cards and Panini Certified NBA Basketball. A lot of new products to look at next week and Hot in the Shop. And then Russ had an opportunity to uh, do an interview with former UFC heavyweight champion Tito Ortiz, who's getting back in the octagon. So a lot of good stuff going on. Um, to kick things off, though, the Go GTS Live Q of the Week poll. So... We give you the power. You have the power to award one additional license to a trading card manufacturer. What do you choose? So everything stays the same, but you can award one additional license. Your choices were Tops gets football, Upper Deck gets basketball, Leaf gets hockey, or other. And we asked for you to reply. Uh, I was a bit surprised at the current results. 43% weighing in uh, pretty resoutly in favor of tops getting back an NFL license. Uh, what I did think was interesting, Ivan made comments of it that he thought um, honorable mention to Panini, which I don't think should have been relegated to other status, getting a baseball license. But there was a reason that we did, because I kind of, I almost put Panini getting an MLB license up there. But I was really curious to see how many people would go in that direction in other. So 12% weighed in on other, and I'd say about nine, eight to 9% really given some love for Panini baseball. But there was lots of other things. Bearded beer guy wants Upper Deck to get into NASCAR. Um, anybody who said everybody gets everything didn't count because you didn't hold true to the spirit of the question. Uh, Collect Till I Die said Panini get a, a UFC license. Um, how about Tops getting a hockey license? Yeah, I wasn't too sure about that, but at least two or three people mentioned that. Um other votes, yeah, Panini Baseball, Panini Baseball, Upper Deck Baseball. Uh, Panini needs to get an MLB license, Panini Baseball, UD Baseball. Okay, all right. Well, um, I think a lot of people felt very strongly and opinionated about number two as well. 34% weighing in Upper Deck getting basketball personally that's what i voted number one for that's what ivan voted for and i'll tell you why with lebron and ben simmons and jordan autos 
just as a start. I mean, even forget Ben Simmons. Yeah, let's let's talk upper deck and an NBA license with Panini or with Jordan and LeBron autos back in trading card products. Um, that would be interesting. I think it could be make a seismic shift in the market. Um, so none of these things are going to happen in the near future. If at all, I just thought it was an interesting question and kind of wanted to see where everybody's thoughts were. And again, surprised uh, a little bit that tops getting football beat out upper deck getting basketball, but still time to weigh in on that. Uh, if you haven't voted, please do so. And we'll take a peek at those results and update them if need be later in the program. Another important thing about Twitter, it's regardless of where you're watching, whether that be live stream, YouTube, Facebook, uh, Periscope, wherever, uh, we aggregate the giveaways on Twitter. So the pinned tweet is the live broadcast of the show. Be sure, if you're watching, to retweet that pinned tweet. That's going to get you entry into tonight's giveaways. I got to keep it a little bit simpler than when Ivan's with me. So that's going to be how I'm going to do it. Excuse me. So be sure to retweet that pin tweet to be eligible to win prizes from Upper Deck Series 1 Hockey, Playoff NFL Football, and Panini Certified NBA Basketball. Uh, let's... Uh, Shift gears, dive right into a look at this week's news, notes, and nuggets in a little thing that we like to call hobby happenings. Here's a look. So if you're an entertainment collector, you're definitely going to want to mark your calendars for Cryptozoic Entertainment's found inventory sale. What's this all about? Well, next Tuesday, November 19th, beginning at 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, collectors will be able to score exclusive convention-related figurines and trading cards. Figures include Golden Goddess Wonder Woman movie collectible, Black and Gold Batman DC Little Bombshells, Black Dragon Kryptons, Metallic Gold Harley Quinn DC Tiki's, and many more exclusive collectibles from this year and 2018. For trading card fans, find convention-exclusive packs based on Outlander, Steven's Universe, and Rick and Morty from cons like San Diego Comic-Con, New York Comic-Con, LA Comic-Con, and more. Cryptozoic says to also be on the lookout for some exciting surprises as well. So again, the first of two waves of sales begins next Tuesday, the 19th. The first at 9, running to 12, and then the second one starting at 1, running till 4, or as quantities last. Visit the Cryptozoic blog for more details. And if you score anything, be sure to Give us a shout out with the Go GTS PC hashtag. Well, late last week, uh, Comp C, formerly CheckOutMyCards.com, sent an email to sellers and announced on social media that the company would be launching a new auction style selling format on eBay. All auctions will be seven day duration with a 99 cent starting price 
and cards can be submitted direct from your ComC account. Other service highlights include high-resolution, lightbox-style images, improved eBay listing titles and descriptions, as well as added exposure in ComC search results. No official launch date was announced, so be sure to stay tuned for more details. Also, this super rare 100-year-old game-worn jersey from one of the world's first basketball stars will be one of the featured items in CSP's next auction event that begins on September or excuse me, November 27th. Worn by Basketball Hall of Famer Joe Lapchick, a star on the New York original Celtics in the 1920s, which interestingly enough has no relation whatsoever to the Boston Celtics because they didn't exist until 1946. Anyway, it's expected to bring in around $250,000, quarter of a mil. Jersey was originally a gift to the team's director, Harry Glynn, and has been possession of the Glynn family ever since. Well, the initial list of participating stores in this year's National Hobby Shop Day has been posted on the event's Facebook page. Just check out the pinned post to see if your LCS is on the list. And if they aren't, be sure they contact GTS as there is still time to sign up. But space is limited and will be capped at 150 stores. That list will be updated closer to the December 7th event. And if you're heading to the Sports Card and Memorabilia Expo in Toronto this weekend, have a blast and take note that PSA will be there with on-site autograph authentication and accepting grading submissions. Not to be outdone, Beckett will also be on hand and is offering raw and graded card review and taking submissions for all other services. In addition, Beckett Authentication will be offering online, or excuse me, on-site authentication with a $10 show signer special. Pretty cool. So anybody who signed at the show, they'll authenticate for just 10 bucks. Also, just in case you've been living under a rock, you might have missed the fact that all three major on online real retailers, Steel City, Blowout Cards, and Dave and Adams have gotten an early jump on the whole Black Friday thing by basically just launching deals, including doorbusters, basically every day of the month. <laughs> Be sure to check out each of their websites for some really great deals going on right now. And curious about Topps 582 Montgomery Club? Well, it launched last year, and basically it's a super exclusive baseball card collector's club that you can buy into for $249. What does that get you, you asked? Well, I'm glad you asked. Member benefits include a Topps curated 20-card set that includes an autograph card, a 20-card set where members vote on the contents, and that also has an autograph, two additional and different 20-card sets, a, 20, uh, or a set of 20 stickers, a 582 Montgomery Club stamped version of the 2020 Topps Baseball Factory set, and new this year, a special pin, you know, so you can wear it to the National and show that you're, no, you're in the club. Additional member exclusive cards are released and spread throughout the year. 
club members will be the only ones allowed to purchase the extremely limited edition Topps Brooklyn release, which consists of five cards on premium 72-point stock bearing recently discovered old Topps design concepts and each exhibiting an on-card signature from a very limited checklist of stars, legends, and fan favorites. Perhaps the biggest change to the program for 2020 is that club members will have absolute first dibs on all upcoming Tops online exclusives. Members will receive a pre-order window ahead of the general public for 2020 Allen and Ginter X, Archive Snapshot, and Sapphire Collection. Keeping in mind that when we're re released to the general public this year, each one of those products sold out almost immediately. Visit tops.com for more details. <clears throat> Hard doing this by myself. <coughs> The semi-annual sports card and memorabilia expo is a real showcase for Upper Deck, as you're probably well aware. It's where they can engage and interact with arguably their most important collector base. The company, once again, has a whole host of activities planned, including box and case redemptions, contests and giveaways, limited edition monumental boxes, limited to just 50, and a whole lot more. So if you're heading up to Toronto this weekend for the show, be sure to give them a follow on social media to stay up to date on all the company has planned for collectors. And finally, a couple of weeks ago, you might remember we had on super collector Jimmy Mahan to talk about his big one-on-one poll. Well, the local ABC affiliate in Raleigh, North Carolina, picked up the story. Check this out. It, it was, I felt like I was eight years old on Christmas morning again. Jimmy Mahan was just doing what he loved, opening packs of Panini College basketball cards when what did appear? I can see on the back, I can see a picture of Zion and a picture of Barrett. And it says one of one. And at that point, I know I'm in for something pretty big. <laughs> and I turn it over and I see the autographs. And it was just, at that point, my motor skills start to, to fall off. <laughs> it's a one of one. I don't know what to do. You can't hold that back, that feeling of, this is special. What Mahan had stumbled upon was a unicorn of sorts, a card in this case worth north of $15,000. Some quick context here is necessary. Mahan is an uber collector. His home is less a living space than sports fan amusement park. I've had people say this was better than the College Basketball Museum in Kansas City. Mahan is a monster Kentucky fan. In fact, he used to work for Tubby Smith. But more than that, he just loves hoops. All basketball to me is ice cream. Kentucky's just my favorite flavor. Beyond his collection, Mahan's other passion is helping kids. He's been a principal, a YMCA camp director, and worked with abused and neglected kids in the western part of the state. And that brings us back to the $15,000 card. It's a great story, but is it Jimmy gets more stuff is the ending? I don't need any more stuff. I know I was born on third base with what I've had in life. And all these people haven't even gotten out of the dugout. I believe in good stewardship. As a Kentucky fan, he couldn't keep a Duke card. And as a self-described man of faith, Mahan knew the money he'd get from selling it needed to go elsewhere, to that foster home in Banner Elk. Having worked there, he knows firsthand the need. I love Zion, and I love basketball, and I love Kentucky. That's great. 
but this can immediately help and change a kid's life. That's way more important than this. Very, very cool. And that's a look at this week's Hobby Happenings. All right. So we're going to bring on uh, our guest, Russ Cohen, in a little bit. Most of you are familiar with Russ. He writes our Future Watch articles for baseball, football, and basketball. No, baseball, football, and hockey. He also does the uh, post-game interviews for off-the-post videos. And uh, anything else I can get him to get his hands on, including this really cool interview with former UFC heavyweight champion Tito Ortiz, which we'll uh, show you while I'm pulling winners later this evening. Russ is an uh, accomplished author as well as Sirius XM um, analyst for the NHL Network. So um, we're going to get his take on early thoughts on the new NHL season, as well as, um, you know, where he think, thinks the current rookie crack, crop stands and ranks uh, currently. And he'll also give us some feedback on the young guns that we pulled from our box of Upper Deck Series 1 hockey. So uh, he'll be joining us in just a second. So, all right, we bring we bring in the one and only Russ Cohen, someone I'm always have had the pleasure of calling my friend and who I've known a long time. Russ, thanks for taking some time out of your schedule. I know you're a busy guy, lots going on. How you doing, brother? Doing good, doing good. It's hockey season, so you know I'm happy to be busy. Exactly, exactly. Well, uh, a lot going on in hockey right now. The Maple Leafs suck. Uh, the Hawks are back to 500. San Jose seems to be getting in gear finally. Uh, other teams picking up where they left off. I mean, you know, we're not too deep into the season, just, you know, about a month. But what have been your first impressions so far? First impressions uh, that the Capitals are the class in the East. Uh, preseason, I picked the Capitals and the Avs, and I'm sticking with that, even though the Avs lost Ranton in and had some – some glitches there, and McKinnon got hurt for a little bit, but he's back. The ads are still really good, too. They're, those are two really good teams, but what I've noticed is a lot of games are going into overtime, a lot of shootouts. Uh, that's something that at the end of the season could wreak some havoc with that row, you know, when the regulation wins. So we'll see how that all plays out. I think, like in the East, it's going to take 98 to 100 points to make the playoffs. Okay. All right. You know, one of the things that I've been keeping an eye on is uh, rookie performances, as you have as well. Um, are you surprised at Jack Hughes' Hughes's slow start? No, they they really started him slow. Uh, I was not very surprised at that. I knew there could be a, a little bit of a transition. I think it took a little too long, but then they brought uh, Tom Fitzgerald from the front office down to practices and had him started to look and I noticed all of a sudden then Hughes was starting to get on the top line then he was starting to get on the top power play and sure enough now he's got points he's got like nine points I I think he's playing much better he had he, he never lacked confidence he was lacking opportunity and playing time a little bit 
So I, I think as the season goes on, he'll get better. And and same goes with his brother. Like, you know, his, his brother's into his really his rookie season as well because he got thrown into a couple games and then the playoffs last year. So it's fun to watch both those guys. Uh, and being a Rangers fan yourself, obviously you've probably been keeping an eye on Mr. Kako. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on him? It's interesting because there's always a um, transition when you come over from Finland to the U.S. The, the rake is bigger. The plays are tighter. It's more physical. And I think that got to Kako a little bit early on, and he definitely had a, a big adjustment to make. I've noticed that lately. Now, he's not playing tonight. They didn't say why it was undisclosed. But uh, I noticed lately that they've been finding opportunities to give him like a stretch pass to to make sure he's got a little more space on the ice because he hasn't been able to make his own space yet. When he's done that, he's done pretty well. He had two goals his last game. So things have picked up for him. Uh, I think next year when he gets to be a little faster, he'll really be hard to handle. But this is an adjustment year for him. Um, obviously, as a Hawks fan, I've been spending a lot of time looking at the third overall pick, Kirby Doc. And um, as a lot of people know, he rehabbed uh, down at AHL after a preseason concussion. They brought him back up. And there was a little bit of a period of time where I was really upset with Jeremy Colleton uh, because he cut his minutes. And my feeling is if you're not going to give him the playing time that he needs at this level, then you need to send him back Mm -hmm. so that he can continue to develop. Fortunately, uh, whether one of the Bowman's got a hold of Colleton or or what, but he ha- his playing time has been increased and he has responded with a couple goals as of late. What have been your thoughts in um, the bit that you've been able to see the Hawks? Yeah, in that early going, I thought they should have just sent him down if they were going to do the same thing, like you said. Now that they're going to put him with some better players, give him some more time on the ice, I think there is more opportunity for him. Let's see what happens. They always could go to like the um, to the World Juniors, let him go to the World Juniors, and he still could go back to Juniors after that. If he catches on, great. I mean, it's exactly what the Hawks need. But I'm kind of on the fence because it's harder for a bigger center. Center is such a tough position, and with the bigger guys, sometimes take a little longer. I mean, he's got a great shot. He definitely knows how to score goals, but there's more to it. So we'll see. But I, I really like the player otherwise. All right, so we've talked about the first three picks in the draft, but is that how you would rank them currently? Nope. All right, so let's dive into that. Who you've got in the top slot, and we'll just uh, – actually, let's start at your top five. We'll start at number five and work your way to number one. Okay, five is Martin Netches. He, um, he plays for the Carolina Hurricanes. He, he's a guy that was a high first-round pick. A lot of skill, a lot of speed. It's taken him a little while to sort of get into the groove, but he's done it more lately. So he's he's my number five guy. Okay. Uh, does he have a young gun card in Series 1, do you know? I believe he does. Okay. So we'll be on the lookout for him. Who else you got in the fourth hole? Jack Hughes. I think Jack Hughes right okay. now is sort of like – in the fourth hole, but could definitely end up much higher. But right now, that's that's a conservative spot for him. And, and, and I wouldn't have many higher based on the points. 
So, but again, he's also playing the center position. So you get a few extra points with me for that. Okay. Well, it's a harder, it's Number a harder three. Job. Absolutely. It is. Absolutely. Who you got at number three? Three, Victor Olofsson for the Sabres. He uh, he came from the Swedish Elite League. He played in the yep. AHL last year, real, did really well, got a good start this year, got a ton of power play goals to start, and then he finally got one at even strength. He's got around 12 points, looks really good, has a high ceiling as far as being able to score, probably could score 30 goals in a season when um, – when he gets used to this league, but right now that's he's in the third spot. The Sabres are a team on the come. Are they going to put it all together and make the playoffs this year? No, they, they started off great, but their defense has been lacking lately and they're not getting a lot of scoring from their bottom lines. Casey Middlestat struggling. So I don't think so. Okay. You've, they're one of those teams that I keep waiting. I know to turn it around, stocked with young talent the I, way they do. You know, I know. I go through Buffalo a couple times a year, and they're just dying for that team to be good. Trust me. <laughs> All right, and the runner-up, if you will, and the number two for Russ's NHL rookie power rankings this early in the season. Number two, Quinn Hughes. Quinn Hughes is playing for the Canucks. Okay. He, he had a little bit of an injury. I think he only missed like a couple games, but he's got like 12 points as a defenseman. That's really good. That's as much as Olofsson as a forward. So the, the ceiling is very high for Quinn Hughes. Like, there'll be years in his NHL career where he gets like 60 points as a defenseman. He won't get that this year, but he's looking pretty good so far. All right. Now, before you reveal your number one, does this – Current number one ranking coincide with your preseason Calder picks? Because I know you're not one to to nail one down. You kind of give mm-hmm. a range of guys. But it was is, is your number one pick, it, was he one of the guys that you said Calder contention? Yes, he was one of the six. Cal uh, McCarr from the uh, Colorado Avalanche. Oh. Had a chance to see him play in the World Juniors when it was in Buffalo for Team Canada. Then had a chance to see him in the Frozen Four last year, which he was just dynamic and uh, just unbelievable. And walked into the NHL last year in the playoffs, if you remember, scored a goal in his first game and, and had a good run. Yep. And, and now he has started the season. I think he's got about 17 or 18 points. So we're looking at him, and not only is he the best rookie defenseman, He's one of the best defensemen in the league right now. Wow. All right. So um, give him another month, and if his numbers stay the same, pretty much real close to a lock unless one of those other guys just explodes offensively, huh? Well, I mean, I, I still think either of the Hughes's, Olsen, and there's two goalies. I'll give you my three runner-ups. Three runner-ups. First one is Thatcher Demko plays for the Vancouver Canucks, played about seven games, has a 931 save percentage. He's really doing great. His dad used to work for Upper Deck. He's a San Diego kid. <laughs> uh, I know his mom. I've interviewed him many times. He is a terrific goalie. He will eventually be their number one, but right now he's having a really good campaign. He He's played a little bit 
in the last two years. Like he played one game, then he played like seven games, and now he's seven. So technically, he's still a rookie because he hasn't played like over twenty six games in three years. Something like oh sure, okay. there's like a thing like that. Uh, the second one is Ilya Samsonov from the Capitals. If you remember, he was a first round pick, a Russian goalie, played uh, in the AHL last year for Hershey. Started off struggling, finished very strong. He is now the backup. He basically knocked Phoenix Copley out of the backup spot, who's now playing for Hershey, and he's done great. He's got like a 9.15 save percentage. Him and Holpe are one of the best tandems in hockey, and so he's a guy that probably won't win the Calder, but will have a really good rookie season. And then Adam Fox from the Rangers, he was a guy that Canuck, not Canuck, first the Calgary Flames is the team that drafted him. He, he didn't sign with them. They traded him to Carolina. Carolina couldn't get him signed. And then he revealed all along he wanted to play for the Rangers, so he signed with them when his college career was over. He's doing great. He's got about nine points, but he's, lately he's been pretty hot. But his overall defensive play like, is just stellar. Like it's, He made a bad play tonight, which is maybe the first bad play he's made a week. So he's another guy to watch because he could put in some offensive points, but those are my runner-ups. Let me ask you, and I, I kind of hesitate to put you on the spot, but you probably know the answer anyway. Who was the last goalie to win a Calder? Last goalie. Uh, going through my head. Yeah, I know, right? Because I was like, man, yeah, I can't even, I can't even think. I, I well, uh, yeah. See, even Matt Murray didn't, but he was, he was capable of winning it. Uh, well, a lot of people are capable of winning it. Yeah, Mr. But, Cohen. Yeah, yeah. Not a lot of goalies, though. Uh, I'm really struggling with this. I'm going to. Boy, I think. I think it's somebody Google it. Would somebody, yeah, somebody Google that for it. us and let us know in the chat room? Somebody, <laughs> somebody needs to Google it. It. It wouldn't shock me if it's about ten years ago. Yeah, that seems about right to me, too. Well, I've got a box of Upper Deck Series 1 I opened earlier. Knowing that you only had a short amount of time and couldn't probably stay for 24 packs, I pulled out the highlights. Can you stick around for a few minutes? Oh, yeah. All right. Let's so Upper Deck Series 1 hockey, you're going to get six young guns, four canvas uh, inserts, and a bunch of other fun oh, you stuff. Know who my guess Let's is? take a look at what we got. I'm, I'm going to give you my guess. Oh, yeah. My guess is going to be Steve Mason. But that's, but we'll see if that's right or not. Okay, Steve Mason. All right. So, uh, first thing I noticed is, you know, Upper Deck is known for great photography. So, how about this shot? Oh, that looks great. like maybe pregame or a little rest of Carter Hart. I mean, that's just a phenomenal photograph. Yeah, that's that's pregame. Um, that's pregame. I would think, and then. Here is Rasmus Dahlin caught outside the dressing room, it looks like, with a, a real inquisitive kind of look or determination. Yeah. I thought that was kind of unique. He, by the and way, then, uh, I'll tell you, the, he, got visited, yeah. he got visited recently by Nick Lidstrom when they played the Global Series. So, you know, that's, that's really, that was like a, a dream come true for Dahlin. So that's, that's a cool thing. Oh, I would... I would imagine. Uh, 
several horizontally formatted cards as well. This one, a Nolan Patrick. And I was thinking that you might be able to tell us which outdoor game this might have been taken from. Yeah, I was at the game. That was the Stadium Series game last year at Lincoln Financial where the Eagles play. Gotcha. Okay. And that's and then, a warm-up. Uh, that's an obvious warm-up shot. Yep. And then uh, one of the captain, oh, captain, my captain of yep. my Blackhawks. And then I just like the look of Eric Gustafson's face on this horizontal card as oh, well. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so those are some of the base cards that popped on me. And then. Hang on, i got to get my uh, dog a bone. Gonna... I'll be right back. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny because I run into that same thing. Got a bunch of uh, inserts. These are energy inserts. Nice kind of lightning motif design there. Here's Alexander uh, Barkoff, uh, Patrick Line, David Pasternak. Yeah, Pasternak's unbelievable. He's got about 16, 17 goals already this year. I know, he is unbelievable. Matthew Barzel bring in the high energy and yep. then we pulled two next generation inserts tell us a little bit about colin white of the ottawa senators yeah colin white's an interesting guy because he um i thought the bruins were going to draft him when he was draftable because he's from the massachusetts area he's a really high skill high energy guy but he had some injury problems last year he still ended up getting around 30 something points he could be a guy that could get like 50 55 points for ottawa and and a very good smart player so I, I like him a lot all right our other next gen uh insert was timu meyer of the san jose sharks yeah timu meyer had a little bit of a rough patch this year but last year had a great year scored like 30 goals he's fast he's big he uh he's got a lot of talent and he's got a little bit of toughness to him too so i, I really like timu meyer cool Right, so that's a look at uh, just some of the inserts. By the way, look how old this cup is. This is like from the nineties. Like <laughs> this is from like a PC group that that used to meet all the time. Your phone has more computing power than that thing. <laughs> um, one of the uh, stand has become one of the staples of Upper Deck Series One and Two is their Upper Deck portraits. I really like this year's design, uh, the dual imaging in uh you know foreground background nice framing this one of elias Pedersen. that's a nice card he just of, turned 21 yesterday and scored so two goals young. on his birthday like two days ago happy actually. birthday yeah brady kachuk yeah another great young player a nice card Taylor Hall, who I would say definitely benefited from a change of scenery getting out of Edmonton. He did. To New Jersey. Would you agree? Oh, yeah, no question. I mean, he won the MVP, although he may be getting out of New Jersey, too, but we'll see how that works. Okay. Carter Hart. Little rough start and to the then, season, doing great lately. Then two um, – uh, these aren't buybacks, but they're in celebration of 30th anniversary. So they're, we've got Patrick Waugh from a past design. Oh, yeah, nice. As well as this one of Connor McDavid. Now, in Upper Deck Series 2, 
they're going to be buyback cards of just about every single player that's been in the product since Upper Deck's first hockey product in, what, 90-91. I love that. That's a great idea. And then uh, the always popular canvas cards, this one of Thomas Hurdle. Yeah, Hurdle's a good player. I like the canvas cards. Vincent. Yeah, I do too. Vincent Trocek. Yeah, Trocek's a hell of a player, man. That's He's become one of Florida's best players. Oh, he's just, yeah, I mean, an anchor. Uh, ben Bishop, crazy yeah. scramble angle. Look at this photo here. Yeah, that's, that's a great awesome. That's a great shot. He. He's as good a guy as he is good as a good goalie. I, I really I like Bishop a lot. And then here's someone that being an East Coaster you guys see a bit of, Brock Nelson. Yeah, Nelson's a good tough kid. He uh you know, he gets you twenty goals a year, but he plays good hard hockey. All right. And let's see, we've got some young guns. All, All right. right, Russ. Here we go. <laughs> Oh, we got one we dropped. All right. Dante Fabro of the Nashville Predators. Yeah, he's a stud. He's playing with them already. I, I saw him play last year in the Bean Pot and, in Boston. That's the tournament they have. And the winner wins a trophy that they used to bake beans in. So it's like that's so it's a cool it's a cool tournament. But he um he's a really good offensive player, excellent defensive player. He won't put up big numbers this year, but he could put up some really nice numbers down the down the line as an offensive defenseman. Okay. Uh, next up, Carson Kuhlman of the Bruins. Yeah, Kuhlman's an interesting one. He um, he's got some talent. It's hard on that team to get a lot of ice time or great ice time with you know they have the best line in, in hockey and and they're pretty they're pretty deep. But he he is a good skill player. I, I'm actually interested to see. What happens with him down the road, down the line? Yep, definitely a next generation talent uh, for the Golden Knights. Jimmy Schultz. Jimmy Schultz is a guy who was um, he was up for the uh, Hobie Baker Award. He came in second, I believe, uh, to Kale McCarr, and really good defenseman. He made his NHL debut, and he's got some offense in his game. I don't think he'll be a star, but he. he could be a, an everyday or at some point. He, he's not at the moment. Second liner? Second pairing guy, maybe. Maybe third pairing. Maybe third pairing. Okay. Okay. Uh, for the Oilers, Joachim Nygaard. Yeah, Nygaard, uh, this is a guy they got from Sweden. Nobody's scoring a ton unless your name is McDavid or, or Dreisaitl, but he does have ability. I think it's going to take him a little while to get used to things. For the LA Kings, Tobias Bjornfot. Bjornfot got sent back, but he is a big talent. Uh, even better than I thought he was. He had a really good go. He played um, with Drew Doughty for a while on the top pairing. Then they sent him back because they, you know, they figured the team's bad. So let's let's have him go back and, and play top minutes everywhere and just let him get stronger. But this kid can play. He's a he's a really good defenseman of the future. Wow. I like the way you talk about him. Um, no, he's interesting to watch. He's the real deal. Drew, if Drew Dowdy thinks he's the real deal, he's the real deal. <laughs> and uh, our last Young Guns card was Ville Heinola of the Winnipeg Jets. Now, Heinola is an interesting one because when Bufflin 
didn't report. Like he, he went there, he had an ankle problem. He's still not in the NHL. He may retire. When all that happened, Heinola got a chance and he really looked great. He, he didn't do anything wrong, but they eventually um, sent him back because again, they didn't want him to rush him and not let him do all the things that he should be doing instead of playing like, you know, third pairing minutes. But he was great. This this kid is really nerves of steel, good offensive player, excellent skater. So in a year or two, he's going to have an impact. Yeah, I mean, young defensemen, uh, it takes a little little bit longer sometimes, yeah, look, more quick. often than look not, for them yeah. to – yeah. For the Hawks, yeah, yeah, he's he's getting sent back after a little taste. Yep. Uh, but that's okay because um, that's just the way it is. I mean, learning to play NHL defense is is a thing in and of itself. So it's hard. Um, it takes a special guy like you know Cal to to be able to do it day in and day out from the very beginning. Oh yeah. And our last cards, we got some. You know, one per boxers or shorties here. Uh, how about a shooting stars of center Nathan McKinnon? Yeah. McKinnon is just tremendous. Also from Colorado, this one, a very cool acetate card of Philip Grabber. Grubauer. Grubauer. Yeah. yeah. Grubauer is just, he's their number one now. Uh, Really good. He's injured at the moment, but I think he'll be back real soon. So I'm going to put a uh, decoy back there so you can see. Yeah, the I like a that. Little bit better. I like that. Yeah, it's really that's a great shot. And then we pulled a uh, UD exclusives numbered to just ten. And for you guys who like eBay 101s, it's numbered one of ten of Jeff Petrie. UD High Gloss, excuse me, not the exclusive, UD High Gloss, Jeff Petrie. Yeah, he's one of the better defensemen for the Canadians. He's not a tremendous offensive defenseman, but he's really good defensively. And if you remember, his dad, Dan, pitched in the major leagues. Dan Petrie pitched for the Tigers, I think. That's crazy. So that's a look at our highlights from Series 1 Hockey. What I'm going to do, I put all these cards back in the packs, except for the base cards. Uh, all of those inserts and whatnot that we saw, uh, we're going to give away those at the end of the program to one lucky winner. Uh, Mr. Cohen, thank you so much for sharing your brilliant insight with us. Uh, you know I always appreciate it and uh, love having you on. And uh, what have you got in the works book-wise? I know, I know you're always writing something lately. Yeah, actually, um, so we just got our covers back for a book called Sticks and Stones. There'll also be like a subheader. I'm not sure what it is yet, but it'll come out uh, probably like March, April, May, something like that of 2020. Uh, really good collection of college hockey stories. And then a book that I did, I want to say it was five, six years ago. You'll remember it, Baseball's Best Rookies. Um, is getting updated. Oh yeah. So, Oh, that's nice. I like that. The update edition, update edition. So that's going to, it's going to have a lot of, it's going to have all the same guys and it's going to have four new ones updated through 2018. I wish I could have added Pete Alonzo. I couldn't because we just didn't have the time and didn't have the actual vote in, but we, um, we added Jacob deGrom. We added, uh, Shoei Otani. We added, Bryce Harper and 
somebody else who's slipping my mind right this minute, but really good group of four there. And, you know, a couple new pictures. Chris Bryant? No, no. I can't remember who the who the other one is. Oh, Adam, Adam, uh, Aaron Judge. Sorry. Aaron Judge. All right. Okay, yeah. cool. We'll, we'll be on the lookout for those two books. Um, you can follow Russ on Twitter at Sportsology, also on Instagram. And be sure for all of your uh, sports news uh, with a heavy emphasis on hockey, be sure to check out sportsology.com. Now, did you tease Russ, the, uh, thank you as always. I, I was going to ask, sorry, did you tease the interview that you said you were going to tease on the show? Yeah, absolutely. The former UFC heavyweight champion Tito Ortiz. Um, yeah, actually, while we've got you on, put that put that into some context and tease it a little further. What will the uh, viewers be watching, and uh, why is Tito doing interviews out of the blue? Well, he he's back as an MMA fighter. He's with a company called Combat America, and and it's an all Latin group. He's going. Fighting Alberto Del Rio, who most people know as a WWE champion, two-time champ, but also was an MMA fighter before he was a wrestler. Then he went into wrestling. Then he was an MMA fighter again in Japan. And so this is his last fight. So this is Del Rio's last fight, and he's going to fight Ortiz, who's finally healthy. And this could be a big deal. I think this is going to be a very big draw. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, I can't wait, and I can't wait to see the full interview. Um, all right, dude, we're going to um, break some more product. You get back to work doing whatever it is you're going to do tonight. All right, I appreciate it. Uh, me too. Thanks, brother. The one, the only, Russ Cohen. Okay, so remember, uh, to be eligible to be in the uh, giveaways tonight, you got to retweet that pin tweet, the Periscope tweet. And one winner is going to get all of the cards that we saw here. Kicking things off with Hot in the Shop. I'll look ahead at next week's new releases. 2019 Leaf Wrestling Autographed 8x10 Photograph Edition. Uh, cool. So five autographed 8x10s in every box. Featuring an incredible selection of wrestling's top names from both the past and and the present uh these pictures are sample images only but guaranteed to be the some of the types that are to be found in this great product next up uh after a couple of week delay flawless baseball we've already told you a little bit about this but let's do it again because it's such a great product seven autograph cards two memorabilia cards and a diamond card in every box plus a ton of new design elements being promised by panini on this a lot of hits i mean it's all about the hits right in this product including rookie autographs of course look for rookie hollow golds flawless dual signatures and great dual memorabilia autographs including black parallels flawless signature sapphires legends gems 1936 hall of fame class five of the best with corresponding gems flawless cuts there's walter johnson rookie of the year pete alonzo dual patch auto hey we learned a lot about joe jackson and now comes a new bat barrel card look for bat knobs as well 
Lungeons Jumbo Materials. By the way, the checklist just got posted for this today. If you're looking for that, gogts.net. Yep, you see there it was scheduled to release a couple weeks ago, but it's live now, uh, or next week rather. Also coming up from Panini next week, we take to the track, getting ready to close out the NASCAR season with one of my favorite products that they make, Panini Prime NASCAR Racing Cards. Three autographed and three memorabilia cards, plus a base or parallel card in every box. Prime Racing's back to deliver another insane amount of beautiful Prime Jumbo patches from racing's hottest drivers. Yeah, that's the kind we're talking about. Awesome. I mean, if any product on the planet is made for patches, man, it's NASCAR. Just rip them right off the fire suit and smack them on a card. Also look for clear silhouettes, shadow box, signature car number cards, legacy signatures, clear vision signatures, just a ton of oversized material and multi-material, as well as combination autograph material cards. Uh, New this year, 20 of NASCAR's elite drivers on card autographs and shadow box signatures. It's got a 100-card base set, solid imaging, and a whole lot more. So be sure to check that out next week as well. And go back to the gridiron. We had playoff. Now we got playbook. This was my NFL product of the year last year. Four autograph or memorabilia cards, including one booklet card in every box. Again, I tweeted out when I first saw the solicitation last year, potential runner-up for product of the year. I thought it delivered, and this year looks no different. In fact, it's got some new things in it that could make it even better. But these vault trifold jersey autograph cards, I mean, come on, look at that. It's unbelievable. Rookie Jumbo Memorabilia Booklet Complete Logos. Game of Inches. Look at that photography just popping out at you. Quad Signature Cards. Yeah, Rookie Signature Locker. A unique booklet holding a locker full of memorabilia plus an autograph. That's pretty cool. Yeah, like that. Look at that. Six pieces of memorabilia. It's awesome. Uh, new this year, too. Look for the Nexus. Excuse me. Not new, but newer. Nexus Trifold Jumbos. Those are sweet as well. Unbelievable. Fun stuff. All right. From the gridiron to the octagon. Tops UFC Museum Collection MMA trading cards. You're going to get... A relic card plus two autographed relic cards or on-card autographs in every box. So three hits. Every box. So also look for museum-framed autograph cards in every case. New momentous material dual jumbo matte relic autograph book card. Wow, that's a mouthful. Two jumbo-sized UFC octagon mat pieces with an autograph from two fighters. 
including an Emerald Parallel number to just one and one. The regular card is just number to five. Yep, museum framed autograph relic cards, single signed, single athlete signature swatch logo autographs, up to 25 different UFC fighters featuring a jumbo sized logo from a UFC fight kit jersey. Kit, they get kitted out. It's got a 50 card base set. There's prime relics in here, including those meaningful moments we told you about earlier. There's quad relics. All sorts of inserts like Canvas Collection Originals featuring original artist pairings. This hits stores next week as well. Uh, we haven't talked about a Super Break product, it seems, in uh, at least a week or so. Here's another one. It's that time of year, baby. 2019 Super Break one-time baseball inserts edition. So one slabbed premium baseball insert card in every box. Look for classic inserts and parallels from your favorite brands. So classic inserts, what's that all about? Well, think Super Fractor, Colored Fractors, X Fractors, Legacy Collections, PMGs, Embossed Die Cuts, Crack Dice, Credentials, Ruby, Golden, Platinum Medallions, Diamonds, and more. For one-on-ones, masterpieces, low-numbered inserts, case cards that were originally case hits, and chase big value cards, including gem mint graded cards, black labels, pristine 10s, population 1s, and much more. <coughs> Excuse me. Next up, TriStar Quest Autographed Memorabilia. I've been a big Leaf uh, Memorabilia Treasury and Vault guy, but I got to tell you, this Quest product has looked pretty awesome the last couple years. Eight incredible memorabilia items in every case, only sold by the case. So it says that the pursuit of your collectible dreams begins with Quest. Uncover greatness and find autographed memorabilia from the stars of the past and the present, from the worlds of baseball, basketball, football, hockey, boxing, golf, racing, soccer, track and field, entertainment, and more. This is a breaker exclusive release, so you will not find it at your LCS. If you're interested in buying into a break, you're going to have to do so through your local breaker, obviously, or through your favorite online breaker. And just some of these pieces are amazing, and there's a lot of hot hits in there, too, including a Harrison Ford autograph framed jersey display, a Madonna framed autograph picture album, uh, Muhammad Ali autograph 30 by 40 photograph, 30 by 40. It's huge. How about a Tom Brady autograph limited edition glache or a LeBron James upper deck authentic? authenticated autograph basketball <clears throat> over 175 legendary stars on more than 45 different types of collectible memorabilia <clears throat> mm, i'm getting for clamped here set stores next week as well <clears throat> my apologies all right next up 2019 top Star Wars Masterwork Trading Cards. Voted Star Wars Entertainment Product of the Year last year. I think two or three years running now. Four hits, including two autographs with one on-card auto guaranteed in every Master Box. This is a high-end collector set you know and love. It's returned with new characters and new hits. 
100 premium 72-point base cards with new autograph signers, a new ultimate autograph book card, and much more. Diving a little bit deeper, those two autograph cards are going to come from all across the Star Wars galaxy with over 60 uh, actors having signed. They parallel out from blue foil, number to 99, all the way down to gold frame, one of one. It's also a silver frame, number to just five. Dual and triple autograph cards also come in parallels of canvas, wood, black, and gold. Autograph pen relic cards. We've seen these before, but not for a while. The pen relic card features an autograph and the pen used by the actor while signing embedded into the card. It's kind of cool. And then a quad autograph book card numbered to just two. And you can probably guess who is on some of those cards. Other hits uh, feature one hit per mini box. So other hits like film cell relics, the pen autograph, commemorative artifact medallion cards, autograph commemorative artifact medallion cards. Yeah, there's one of those quads. Nice. But we told you about a new chase. We don't have a picture of it, but get ready for a ultimate autograph book card featuring 40 autographs on one card. Can't wait to see what that ends up being. And last but not least is CZX Superheroes and Villains. But before we dive into the product specifics, let's get a little bit hyped for this. Check this out. Yeah, you Donald Blake.
right. You pumped. You pumped for CZX superheroes and villains. I know I am. Ever since this product was first teased back in the summer. So what are you going to get? You're going to get an autograph card, a sketch card, a film cell card, a CZX star power card, and a base set parallel card on average in every box. The epic cinematic battle between good and evil comes to the trading card world and CZX superheroes and supervillains. It's going to feature memorable images from movies starring DC's greatest characters, spanning all the way from 2005 Batman Begins to recent Aquaman and Shazam. This super premium release showcases an unprecedented list of on-card autograph signers. Who? Well, you saw some of them. Gal Gadot, Ben Affleck, Henry Cavill, Jason Momoa, Ezra Miller, and many more. And in talking to Cryptozoic, they wanted to leave room to bring this back. So does that mean, you know, Jared Leto, Margot Robbie, and some of the others that you may have wished were on the list? Well, I can only wait to see where they go after this, but I'd say this is a pretty darn good start. Sketch cards look great. The film cell cards, which feature, uh, they resemble actual film cells from the various DC movies. They're printed on PETG acetate. They're inserted into the card and can be seen through a swatch display window like you saw. Uh, The CZX Star Power cards, those super short printed inserts showcasing characters from the various DC movies, rare high quality cards printed on foil board. And then the base set featuring images from Aquaman, Justice League, Wonder Woman, Suicide Squad, uh, Batman and Super versus Superman, Dawn of Justice, Man of Steel, The Dark Knight Rises, The Dark Knight, and Batman Begins. Foil variants of the base set are to be found, as well as rare printing plates. And there's a collectible binder that houses it all. Uh, comes with an exclusive film cell card. Yeah, I mean, think of some of the autos that might eventually come down the pike. Will Smith, Tom Hardy. I mean, this. I can't wait to see the, the number of iterations that this product is going to have. And I certainly can't wait to get my hands on this first release. This is in stores on the 22nd, which means it's finally here. It's next week. And that's a look at Hot in the Shop going on next week. Good stuff. Total fun. Um, All right. Well, I know that you're probably wondering, well, who won these cool prizes that were given away? I'm going to go do the drawing and after you guys watch this um interview with ufc heavyweight champion tito ortiz done by russ cohen tito's coming back to the octagon to fight former wwe heavyweight alberto del rio watch this and we'll be back hey thanks for doing this uh i guess the first thing i want to ask is I saw some of your interviews and and I saw that you still have the fire. At this age, what what keeps you driving? I mean, I, I know you're a family guy, but you've you've proved a lot in, in your field. What what keeps you motivated? I think what keeps me motivated is my kids. You know, um, they see dad doing the hard work. Um, 
And of course, just having a healthy body, feeling healthy, feeling mentally there, feeling aware and um, just loving to train, you know, not having injuries, not having uh, a nagging boss, um, <laughs> having a, 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 a supportive girlfriend, uh, having a good life, having a happy family. And I think that is what's something I thrive under because when I have support, it just makes it work that much harder because I know I have to support my family. I have the support for my family. It just makes me thrive, man. I love it. I dig it. This is this is what I've been doing half my life. You know, for 22 years I've been doing this. Yeah. I love it. You're a big name in the field. Alberto had a big name in, in wrestling, not as much in, in MMA. But I kind of wonder, just by granting this match, have you already sort of given him a certain amount of fame just because he's facing you and you've got this reputation? Um. I think it's trying to do this just for preparing a long sport. Uh, I'll make him famous for about five minutes. Um, and that's, that, that, that's my goal. My goal is to get this fight done in the first round. If, uh, if I don't get him in the first round, that means he worked hard. That means he, he's worked his butt off, and I respect that. And like I say, I respect the guy. I wouldn't put him in the camp. I've been putting him in if I didn't respect him. You know, I would have started my camp a couple, a couple weeks ago. Um, I started my camp a long time ago. I started my camp. And, and after the 4th of July so I've been grinding I've been doing my work I've been very diligent on my work and uh, making sure I have every rock behind me unturned I'm on the another three and a half more weeks and I'll be there so I still got some more work to do but uh, like I say I respect Alberto he has some big balls to want to fight me he's been up a little more than he could chew but uh, I want to make this interesting the way that I can get you spin one is going to put up down for a while training ever want to know what's going on in his camp and how he's training or would you rather not know that and just sort of focus on what you're doing um, I focus on what I'm doing but I do uh, kind of keep an uh, uh, up in the air and I'm going um, he's trying to you know Ryan Booter six dollar away he's in Texas he's trying to find um, life to uh, Arizona uh, good thing is my son uh, lives in Arizona he lives in Phoenix Okay. Um, things come down the line of uh, how training's going and how things are going. And I'm of course, you've got to do your homework. make sure you watch your little father. you got to see what he's doing. I mean, if you don't, then you might. I'm not a lazy person. I refuse to be a lazy person. I do my homework. I do everything I need to prepare for the fight. And I see the guys who just come in. Now, I beat Ryan Green before. I knocked him out. Actually, I choked him out. Uh, dropped him, choked him. And I'm a little bit uh, under three minutes. You know, um, I know the training they're doing. I know they're putting them through. But he, he's able to spar with Ryan all the time. He's able to spar with uh, CP Dalloway all the time. Or he's just wrestling with his final. So there's a lot of questions that, uh, that I would like to ask. I'd like to know, but it's too late now. Now, <laughs> yeah, I know my team, I'm, uh, guys I'm at, I'm at uh, Cerritos Student College, college kids who are 19, 20, 21 years old, who are older. I see them on the ground, they're in the hospital, and they're giving me a run for my money, but 
I go on show how I have to wrestle with guys like that. You know, a lot of people can see this. They can go to my YouTube channel, um, Tito T's on page, and they can see how my training's been going. I'm an open book, man. I want to be as transparent as possible so people understand the hard work I've done. This is just not a fight I'm doing for money. This is a fight I'm doing uh, for my own values, for, you know, to keep myself in shape and to show that I can still do this. Uh, at uh, the young age I'm at, at only 44, man, I feel great. I feel better now than I did when I was in my 30s, I'm telling you. Your fight's December 7th. If if tomorrow were December seventh, would that make you feel better? Do you feel like you're fully ready for it, and you're just kind of, you know, just improving, no, no. or you feel like you still need the time? I, I, I can still use the time. Um, we started sparring about a month and a half ago. Uh, I still have some stuff to fix. I have some little timing issues I still need to fix. Um, but I make sure I, I mentally set my mind on the clock. So when December seventh clicks. The alarm goes off, and my body goes into cruise control, and I fight. That's why I've always fought my career. Um, I don't overtrain, uh, and then if I feel like I overtrain, I get three days off, and then my body rests. But that's just super important, and that's just being intelligent on my side, um, being the expert on my side, knowing everything that I need to know um, before the fight to prepare for it. So I make sure I peak at the right time, and on December 7th, I'll peak at the right time. Uh, three and a half weeks from now, will be all my heart training behind me. And from that point on, I'll just making the weight and down 210 pounds. Right now, I'm walking around about 225. So, you know, cutting that extra 15 pounds won't be that hard. For the rest of my career, over uh, 22 years, I don't have to make 205 pounds. So, the extra 5 pounds of muscle has helped me mm-hmm. a little bit stronger, a little bit faster, um, and just a little bit hungrier, if you can say. All right. Uh, thank you, Russ Cohen. So believe it or not, that was the abridged version. If you want to catch the whole interview to learn more about what's going on with that fight in Tito Ortiz and Alberto Del Rio, be sure to uh, check out the blog post tomorrow that will be uh, posted sometime uh, after James gets up in the morning. Um, and since he's California, so lunchtime for us out here in the East, noon. Noon Eastern time, I'm being told it's scheduled. All right. So um, I've got some winners to announce, but here's what you need to do to claim your prize. All right. Uh, Make it easy on me. I need a few things emailed to us at the show's email address. It's pretty easy. GoGTSLive at GoGTS.net. Crawling at the bottom of the screen there. GoGTSLive at GoGTS.net. Name of the show, at name of the website. I need uh, your Twitter handle, what you want, your full name, and mailing address. That's it, okay? Uh, Also, quick note, because of Veterans Day uh, and no mail pickup on Monday, uh, last week's prizes went out Tuesday. So they should be coming soon. But... uh, Let's. I got the winners list right here. All right, the all of the inserts and whatnot, including that one of ten uh, from Upper Deck Series One Hockey, goes to Easy E ten fourteen cards. Easy E ten fourteen cards. Next up with the Terry McLaren. 
rookie jersey. Reiki 33. Reiki 33. R A I K E Y 33. And for the Ed Oliver rookie autograph, number to 50, this one is going to AI underscore Hallsworth. AI underscore Hallsworth. The winner of the Patrick Mahomes accolades jersey goes to Go Man Go Hemi 20. Go Man Go Hemi 20. Arguably our biggest hit of the night. Nicole Hardman Jr., rookie auto, numbered just 25, going to Go. St. Louis Blues. Go STL Blues. And our last prize of the night, the Danny Green Patch Auto, goes to Fun Cooker 123. Fun Cooker 123. Again, guys, to claim your prizes, email the show, GoGTSLive at GoGTS.net with your Twitter handle, what you want, your full name, and your mailing address. Uh, some programming notes. Um, can't believe the end of the year is getting here quicker than uh, we realize and how fast it's going to go. We've only got four shows left between now and the end of the year. So we'll be back with a new show next week. We'll obviously be off the 28th because of Thanksgiving. We'll return the following week, December 5th, ahead of National Hobby Shop Day on the 7th. We'll be back on the 12th, and then we're going to have our Christmas holiday extravaganza with an absolute blowout giveaway of boxes and prizes on the 19th. But then, that's going to be the last show of the year. It's going to be the last show for a little while, actually. We're taking a three-week hiatus for the holidays and the Upper Deck Conference and Distributor Meeting, which means our first show of 2020 will be January 16th. So still got four shows left this year, six weeks left, not bad. Um, so, yeah, I know there, some of you guys are going to be freaking out with the little three-week hiatus there. But uh, I want to thank Tracy Hackler and Chris Carlin for getting us a product to look at and share with you guys. I want to thank Russ Cohen for joining us with his uh, hockey expertise. Thanks to James Gale behind the scene. We look forward to bringing back Ivan Lovgren uh, next week for a brand new episode of GoGTS Live, the Hobbies Web Show. In the meantime, have a great weekend, and you know what to be doing. Always be collecting. We'll talk to you soon. Good night.